Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You wake up this morning, you see these images, you read the stories, you put on the news channels, and it's another horrific story involving a mass shooting, this time out in Las Vegas. And it's jarring. It's chilling. It makes you sick. There's really nothing else that you can say about it other than it's awful nature and we hope the people that are in the hospitals that are trying to recover do recover and that number that's already out there at least 20 dead does not rise too much but there's no doubt about Brian that this morning we're dealing with another massive horrific tragedy involving a a mass shooting in this country and it's um you know it's as bad as it gets it's chilling, and uh, heart and thoughts go out to the families that have been affected by this. Uh, it, it's just sad commentary about our, our culture, and, and, and I shouldn't say our culture, but uh, our country as far as the gun culture. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Of course, it's too soon to, to uh, ascertain what brought this about, but it, it is very sad this morning and once again those out there in the Vegas area and many of those folks maybe traveled to Vegas from other parts of the country and world and and we're thinking about those families that have been affected but definitely what a a chilling moment to wake up to this morning and unfortunately it's going to get politicized from here on out because everybody's going to use this in some way shape or form to further an agenda of theirs and the the problem never gets fixed i mean and th- this is what happens and you'll you'll have people that'll say well you know is it a terrorist is it not a terrorist well it's domestic terrorism it's this and then the gun people will say one thing and then it just turns into this big swirling bullcrap storm and then we forget yeah. about the people who lost their lives we for- we don't even try to figure out a way to prevent it from happening again and it's just a bunch of noise. It's it's unfortunate that uh, you you can't even entertain a conversation about it. I worked for a state representative in Texas, Ron Wilson, way back when, and he co-sponsored the bill that brought the concealed weapons uh, to the state of Texas. And you can't imagine the amount of hate mail, uh, the vitriol that ensued on the side that was against concealed weapons. And, of course, uh, the law passed, so... As someone who grew up in West Texas, grew up hunting and, and was familiar with guns, I grew up in an era where you ride around in your pickup truck and you have your Winchester hanging in the, in the window. So uh, that's not something that's foreign to me. But what is foreign to me is the fact that we can't have an honest conversation about what should be allowed, what, what type of uh, weapon should be allowed for an individual uh, to own. And we're not going to get into the gun debate this morning. The last no. thing I will say in this before we move on, to football is if you watch one of those videos from what happened last night outside of Mandalay Bay, that concert, and you hear those sounds that were emanating from the hotel, you cannot tell me that anybody who is a civilian should own a weapon that can do that. 
And, and we're not saying take everybody's guns. But when there is a weapon that is designed to do one thing, which is to kill people, and a lot of them, in a short amount of time, nobody should have access to that as a civilian. You want to tell me that the military gets those weapons? Okay, I get it, if we're in a war. But when you hear those sounds, how do you get one of those things? That shouldn't be able to happen. That's the last thing I'll say. All right. A day in the NFL yesterday, some shocking results, and there's no way to pivot out of that that isn't awkward, so we apologize, but we felt we, we had to address that off the top. And, and to me, the biggest story is the New England Patriots. We went into this 2017 season thinking that this could be another 16-0 and campaign in the regular season for the New England Patriots. They win the Super Bowl the year before. Brady's not slowing down. They add on both sides of the ball in free agency and turn into this juggernaut. In the offseason, we're talking to NFL insiders saying it's just not fair what the Patriots are doing. And, yeah, they lose Edelman. Yeah, they've got some injuries here or there. But it's really about the defense. The defense is a bad defense. And the most shocking thing to me is that the Patriots have lost two games at home. And it should have been three. If it wasn't for the comeback the week prior and Tom Brady doing what he did, then they probably should be 0-3 at home. There's a long way to go. But if the New England Patriots and the Brain Trust, Belichick, Patricia, Josh McDaniels, what they've built there is having these many problems week in and week out, they might just not have the team that can win a Super Bowl this year. Speaking of comebacks, welcome back, Gio. And, of course, that was, that was first and foremost on my mind until you, you see the breaking news out west. But uh, this is a communication problem. You have a lot of new faces on that defensive side of the ball. You've added to the mix. You've subtracted from that mix. And when you talk to guys who've played for Bill Belichick, you all have to be on point. And, and you hear this all the time uh, from coaches. You could have 10 guys playing the right coverage and, and one not, and boom, in the pros, they're going to find you. They will locate you, and that's exactly what Cam Newton did yesterday. And and how about Cam Newton? We were sitting there wondering if Cam Newton, the old Cam Newton, the MVP of the league Cam Newton, would resurface, and he looked the part yesterday. Uh, but if you score 30 points, New England Patriots, you usually win those ball games. And now they've given up, on average, 30 in all three home games this season. So what they have is a communication problem. I saw so, our, your boy Ryan Clark, former Steeler, breaking yeah. this down this morning, and, and he was so on point. Because you have a banjo call. He, he referred to it as combo. There's different lingo that goes with it. We call them banjos. And, and it's, I got this guy, you got that guy. We've got these two. Me and whether it's another, another outside backer, whether it's me and a safety or me, it's usually one of those two. So what you say is inside out of. If the guy, whoever comes inside, I'm taking. Whoever comes outside, you're taking. It's as simple as that. You acknowledge each other and then you let the play materialize. And there is just horrible communication or non-communication between these new faces on the defensive side of the ball. And when you're out there thinking you're going to get beat or you're going to get hurt, and you saw New England Patriots defenders getting beat in this ball game, So they've got to get on the same page. They have to communicate because it's, it's nothing exotic. It was There was nothing exotic about what the Panthers were doing, where they were motioning someone to a bunch or they were lining up in a bunch. You know how to play that. And, and and so you just have to communicate better and not be out there thinking. They call it uh, paralysis by analysis. You, you got to know just like that in a split second. Okay, in and out, someone crosses your face, you pass it off, you take whatever's coming back. It's simple math. 
you never have seen this in the Bill Belichick run three times a team walk into Foxborough and just stomp all over him, and the Patriots being the third. And it was big plays all over, as you mentioned. You had the Fozzie Whitaker 28-yard touchdown, the catch and run. Kelvin Benjamin with big plays, won a 43-yard catch. Um, Devin Funches had a huge day. I mean, and this was the first time Cam Newton looked like the MVP of the 2015 yeah. season since the 2015 season, since the Super Bowl. And this was the best game he played since the NFC Championship game in the 2015 season when they went on to uh, represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. And I, I don't know how much that is of Cam Newton, and I hope that he gets back to that form week in and week out. But to me, this is more about the Patriots' defense, and you know that those practices and, and this week – in New England is going to be very, very <laughs> anxious for a lot of players on that defense. That's yeah, for sure. and, 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 you're right. And in, in this business, um, I don't know if anyone who will cut bait with a player quicker than Bill Belichick. If you're not figured it out and we're four weeks into this season, uh, maybe it won't work out for you here in our scheme. And it's unfortunate, but that's the cutthroat world of pro football. Uh, and this guy in particular will not stand for – for bus, he won't stand for mental uh, screw ups, and they are having a ton of those right now, and and they should not be happening, especially with just common plays like that. Man, you, I remember the first time I saw a bunch rally. What the hell is this? A new little wrinkle. The Rams were doing that back when they had the 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 best show on turf or whatever they called their game back then, and then you saw Tampa Bay start utilizing it, and, and it was simple. You figure it out in a week. You scour that film. You figure out how to how to um, defend it, and you just communicate with your buddies out there. And once you do that, if you've got the right players, now athleticism and talent plays a part, but as far as the mental aspect, there's one thing if if you don't have the capabilities from a talent standpoint to play the defense, it's a whole other animal, and this will get you fired quickly if you don't have the mental ability to play it. We're wrong with a lot of stuff in sports. It gets pointed out to us constantly, and we don't highlight those wrong things as much as the right things. Of course we don't. And one thing I'd like to highlight that we were right about, at least to this point, and I know it's early, but, man, what an impressive couple of games for this guy, is we were screaming about Deshaun Watson and you know, why is he talked about as the third quarterback, the fourth quarterback. <laughs> this guy's not the number one overall pick. We had him in here. He sat right next to us, and we, we told him that to his face. I mean, I... If I'm you, I'd be just be totally ticked off because look at what you've done in your career. And then you have these guys like Trubisky, and we really haven't seen him play outside of impressive preseason snaps. But, I mean, guys like this are being touted above you. And Deshaun Watson, the week prior against that Patriots defense, looked great. Yeah. And, and yesterday he looked like the best player in football. I'm not, And I'm not exaggerating. Deshaun Watson, if I woke up from a five-year coma, and didn't know what was going on in sports, and watch that guy, I would say that guy right there is the best player in football. Did it with his arm, did it with his legs, didn't let up, looked comfortable, got DeAndre Hopkins involved to look like the old pro that he is. It's early, but I mean, this guy looks like the next big thing when it comes to the quarterback position in the NFL. Well, I've seen the guy up close and in person, and you – can't come away from that without being impressed. Saw him at the Orange Bowl a couple of years ago. They beat Oklahoma. Of course, they went on to lose to Bama in the title game back in 2016. And and to see him 
out of the uniform and get to interact with him when he came up here for the Heisman ceremonies two years in a row, you can tell, having been around athletes all my life, you can tell when a guy just has it, has that persona uh, that people will tend to gravita- gravitate to. Uh, he possesses all of that and, and so much more. He's not cocky. Uh, he, he's not overconfident. He's just confident in his abilities. And from day one, when he stepped on campus at Clemson, this guy looked apart. When you're lobbying your coach to go back in after you've torn your ACL, you're lobbying him to go back in and to play in a rival game, a rivalry game, a team you hadn't beaten in a while, and you go out there and you still perform at a great level. That lets you know you're onto something, and you may have a great one on your hands. And so, not surprised whatsoever. He's been he's been able to come in and 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 he's he dove into that playbook. He's been a pro's pro from the get-go, not to mention what he did a week ago when he went and uh, shared some of his game check with three members of the cafeteria staff there at NRG Stadium. I mean, what a beautiful scene. If you haven't seen that, Google that, please. Goes in, and these were three ladies who were affected by Hurricane Harvey and pretty much lost everything. And here he shares uh, his game check with all three of these these ladies uh, that were in that horrible situation. But on the field, you, you hear the players talk about DeAndre Hopkins, of course, they're both alumnus of, of, of Clemson, and, and we know he was singing the praises of Tom Savage during training camp. Mm-hmm. He's changed his tune. Of course. I mean, you, you're seeing consistent spirals coming from the quarterback position. You're seeing a guy who can use his legs that helps that offensive line that doesn't have Dwayne Brown, their best offensive lineman, in the fold right now. So not surprised whatsoever that he's playing. Well, he's still going to make some rookie mistakes. He made a couple versus the Pats uh, last week. Uh, But this guy is a tremendous football player, and he's only going to get better. There's nothing that illustrates the example of the quarterback being the most important player in sports than the Texans offense last year, the Texans offense these last two games with Deshaun Watson. You could not, and and not a lot has changed, by the way. They went and they drafted Deontay Foreman, and and he gives you a little bit here or there, but it's still Lamar Miller. It's still DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, You got Ryan Griffin because Fedorowicz is hurt. You got Will Fuller. It's basically the same team when it comes to weapons on offense, and that was the most boring, disgusting display of offense that the Texans put out there week in and week out. And now... These last two days, I mean, they put up 50-some-odd points yesterday. They're the most exciting offense in the game right now. One week. Let's say, let's prop our breaks, but one week, you put up over 30 a week ago. You're, you're right. But 57 points, the most ever in franchise history. They know it's a short history for the franchise, but I, I didn't expect that. None of us expected them to do this to the Tennessee uh, defense. We actually didn't expect them to have the ball that long to, to be able to post those type of numbers, but this has to be exciting for, for Bill O'Brien. He has someone he can believe in. When you have that position right, and everyone who doesn't have it right currently, uh, a lot of things will go correctly for you, even though you have an, an offensive line that's hampered, even though you have a position at tight end that uh, is riddled with injuries. you got a guy like that who will take care of the rock, a guy who can also extend plays. That allows those guys to get open downfield, and, and he is so much fun to watch. Still four games into this thing. Let's see if he can keep it up. But a, a tremendous athlete and a tremendous teammate, Currently, I know this sort of sounds cheesy, but it feels good to be able to root for a guy like this. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I felt maybe it's because it's just my opinion and maybe it's just a selfish thing. And I wanted him to do well just so I sounded right. But also when he came in here, it was really <laughs> cool to meet him. Yeah. And just the fact you mentioned the whole thing with the cafeteria staff, it just 
I mean, there's just so much nonsense that that we have to talk about for a guy like him to be able to root for him and be happy for a guy like that. It just it it feels good. It's a departure from what I feel like we talk about more than half the time these days in sports, and it's our own fault because we do focus on the negative. Yeah, we we focus on the car wreck, and there are more guys out there like him doing what he has done in their local communities than there are not, but that's just the the way of our world. We'd rather see that car wreck than talk about the positives, and the majority of guys in this league, and you're talking about 32 teams, over 3,000 players, and the majority of them are doing the right thing. Yeah, and I know he could turn into RG3. I understand. That's still a possibility, <laughs> but I don't think it's going to happen. Wow. I, I don't believe it's going to happen. I really don't. All right, your thoughts on Deshaun Watson, a star in the making or too early to call? And the New England Patriots, are they good enough to win another Super Bowl? Lines are wide open. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Bogus update your calls, but first, Brian's got something for you. That's right. You may... Or you may not be an athlete, but I still know that pain for anybody is a real bummer, regardless of your vocation or age. Know this, Relief Factor is not just for athletes or retired athletes like me. The first time ever I'm endorsing a pain reliever that is 100% drug-free, and that's important. And no, just because I'm a retired football player with aches and pains that, quite frankly, I deserve because I put my body through this. It doesn't mean that you can't lower or even eliminate your pain as well. I've had pain from head to toe. I wake up. Any given morning and something is aching, but I have been using Relief Factor over two months now, and I've seen a big difference in my aches and pains. So I know it helped me. I know it can help you. Back pain, neck pain, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot pain can keep you from walking or even sleeping through the night, golfing, playing tennis, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. The good news is this. Relief Factor makes it available. A three-week quick start for only $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. Go to relieffactor.com and order it right now. Don't wait. Relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's 800-500-8384. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. We've got bogus here, but we have a call. So let's go to that call. How about that? We'll do it at 855-212-4CBS. As we're talking some NFL football from yesterday, Colin is in Texas. He's on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Colin. Morning, guys. What's up? All right. So you asked if the Pats, you know, had a chance for Super Bowl. I mean, at this point, um, you really can't put them out of anything. I mean, best coach in football, hands down, one of the Hall of Fame quarterback. He can pretty much do anything with what you give him. They don't make excuses. They get out there. They play football. Yes, they had a, uh, you know, they they got beat. It it happens. It's the NFL. Um, Secondly, yes, Deshaun Watson, what, what is he? Um, I still don't think we we know. I mean, they took the they took the leash off the dog yesterday, and he and 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 he played football. But um, I think if Mariota makes it through that football game, I, I I don't think that the Tennessee defense gets tired, and and I don't think that um, I don't think they score fifty seven points. Goodness, that was like a college football game yesterday. That was crazy. So um, I'll get off here and let you guys discuss this. But uh, go Longhorns. We'll Hook them, baby. Hook them. Yeah. Hook them, by God. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, it's early to determine this, but uh, Deshaun Watson, usually guys like Deshaun Watson who are that talented coming out of college don't play that well early and then totally fall off. And I brought up the RG3 argument, but there was an injury involved in there. He didn't seem like a guy who meshed well with his teammates. So there was or a, his coaches. Yeah, so there was a couple of factors in yeah. there 
with RG3. Generally, when you're this good, that quick at that position in the NFL, it's not one of these things where that disappears. And as far as the Patriots, of course, I mean, you can't count them out. Uh, But for them to, in multiple weeks, not get that Belichick, Matt Patricia, Patriot elixir to fix the defense, and we're seeing the same things Mm -hmm. over and over again, there's cause for concern. And if I'm a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers or I'm a member of the Kansas City Chiefs or the Denver Broncos or one of these teams in the AFC that has always had that Patriot roadblock, I mean, I'm salivating right now after week four. Well, the good thing for the Patriots, everything is fixable. You can correct these issues. As we said at the top of the hour, it's it's about communication. Uh, there was nothing whatsoever that the, the Patriots witnessed from that offense of Cam Newton and the Panthers that they haven't seen before. So it's just about communication and make sure you know your assignment and do your job. Oh, yeah. Yes. Their slogan. Yes. And, and no plays off. That no days off. Oh, no plays off now. Yeah, well, one of the No two. plays off, dog. We, we've changed it. So Andrew Bogish had an assignment over the weekend. He was doing what? a college football game. Uh, Delaware Blue Hens yes. and somebody else. Who Rich else? Gannon and, uh, and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. The James Madison Dukes. Oh, right. You, you never underestimate the Dukes. Yeah. Right? You can't do it. Uh, the Dukes won. There you go. The Dukes won. 17 Ooh. straight wins. 17 the, straight. The longest in Division One football. Ah. Man. And, and, and how'd you do? I think we did okay. Cool. Who was yeah. your partner? Quadri. It's my yeah. I thought you told me Q was going to be with you. Yeah. Planet Q. Yeah. He's a little bit of an odd guy, isn't he? He's and not little... in a bad way. No, just... no. Good. Right. Yeah. 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 He didn't yell crab cakes like he used to do on Ravens broadcast because <laughs> right. we weren't in Maryland. Yeah. yeah. We've but... had Q on the show, haven't we, a couple of times? Yeah. My yeah. former teammate down yeah. in New Orleans. Very interesting character. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, there was an Instagram post of Bogus's hair blowing around because it was yes. a windy day. It was, apparently, it's very windy in Newark, Delaware, all the time. <laughs> all the What's time. What's it called? Huh? Newark. Spelled Newark, but they say Newark. Mm. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, That's interesting. Newark. And you say Houston up here, and we say Houston. Right. There you go. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But all right, good for you, man. Yeah, Where thanks. was this on? Was this on CBS Sports? Network? No, it was on uh, Comcast Philly, Comcast Mid-Atlantic, and SNY. Oh, wow. Jeez. A lot of eyeballs, potentially. 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 In reality, friends no. And, friends and family. Yeah. yeah. But this was a good thing for you, right? Uh, this was a good thing for me. Yeah, I think yeah. so. What All was right. his final score? Uh, the final score was 22-13. Cool. So yeah. at least it was competitive. Yeah. Competitive, not pretty, but competitive, right. yes. Yeah. Cool. Any good calls for you that you're putting on that reel? Yeah, come on. Uh, no, I don't think anything real worthy. Okay. Yeah, the game could have had a dramatic finish, didn't. That mm. would have been helpful. Yeah. All right. Well, good, man. Congrats. You got an Thanks. update for us? I do. Morning? I right. do. So the Seahawks second half rally on Sunday Night Football. So impressive. Russell Wilson created a new word to describe it. I think we were stained. I, he said withstained, right? That's not a word. I huh? checked. I think we withstained. Yeah, that's, that's no word. I think we withstained. Mikey B, you're huh? our language expert. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I think one. we were stained. What, 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 I'm going to go with Andrew. I don't think it's a word. What was he describing? Uh, how they, I, I think, withstood. And sustained. Uh, and sustained. Uh, they put them together. Oh, okay. And a mashup. And an equal to 46-18 win over the Colts. Uh, two touchdown passes, one running for Wilson. They outscored Indy 36. To, is it a word? I Googled it and, and didn't come up. It told me to withstrained. It is a word in the Urban Dictionary. No. Oh, okay, well, yeah. then uh, it's like. Yeah. Withstained? Withstain. With Withstained and maintained. Resist. Defend against. Stay the course. Come away unharmed without losing your cool. Keep your head. Here's the example. Uh-huh. 
when she start tripping on you about this, <laughs> what you gonna do? <laughs> with stain, my brother, with stain. No uh, way. You know so, what? Then I apologize to Russell. What? It's <laughs> my fault. <laughs> I only checked the Oxford English Dictionary, and it did not have withstand. So, Man, between these damn acronyms on on the Twitter, the social media, and this, how are we going to know what's English and what's not? Don't apologize. It's not a word. No, shame on me. Shame on me. Uh, Withstand. When she starts tripping on you. (laughs) Yeah, this was submitted to, because anybody could submit to the Urban Dictionary, whereas this was submitted by... Russell Wilson last night. (laughs) Also known as Dr. Lovechild. Wow. Wow. <laughs> on December 27, 2009. Resist. Uh, so yeah. he was resisting, continuing to throw interceptions or what? What was he resisting? The, the Colts push. He was ah. withstanding Jacoby Brissett he, tripping. He actually, yeah. <laughs> well, when they, you're all up in your grill, that's going to happen. I guess he had two picks, but he still had a pretty good completion percentage. Did you see the Chris Carson injury? I didn't it's, see it. I mean, saw it's it. disgusting. Don't want to see it anymore. Oh, uh, poor guy. Yep. I mean, that was, I mean. There's a bunch of injuries we'll get to. Yesterday was not a good day yeah. for, for people in the NFL. I'll give you a couple here. Vikings rookie running back Dalvin right. Cook suffered a suspected torn left ACL in a 14-7 home loss to the Lions. Derek Carr knocked out of the Raiders 16-10 loss in Denver by a knee to the back, which caused leg numbness, according to NFL Network and Marcus Mariota. Watched the second half of the Titans' 57-14 loss in Houston with a hamstring injury. Texans QB Deshaun Watson threw for four scores, ran for another one in that when he's the first rookie QB to do that since Fran Tarkenton in 1961. The Bills were 23-17 winners in Atlanta. The Bucks kept the Giants winless 25-23. The Panthers outscored the Patriots in New England 33-30. And the Rams outscored the Cowboys in Dallas 35-30. Todd Gurley 215 scrimmage yards and a receiving touchdown. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott uncertain if he'll be in attendance today when the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals listens to arguments about his six-game domestic violence suspension. Pablo Sandoval probably shouldn't have done this yesterday afternoon in San Francisco. Here's the pitch. Fastball. There's a drive into deep right field. That one is going to be gone. Adios, Pelota! John Miller, Giants Radio, also adios, number one pick. Sandoval's season-ending solo shot gave San Francisco a 5-4 win over San Diego. The victory created a tie between the Giants and the Tigers for the worst record in the league. Detroit, though, picks first because they win the tiebreaker because they had a worse record in 2016 than the Giants did. As for the postseason, start times now set through Saturday. The AL wildcard game is tomorrow. The Twins against an unnamed team in the Bronx at 8.09 <laughs> Eastern. Game one for the Red Sox and Astros Thursday afternoon at 4.08. And the U.S. won the President's Cup for the seventh straight time with ease over the international squad. Unknown, huh? Yeah, unnamed. Oh, unnamed. We know it. <laughs> they just not saying it. Oh, okay. <laughs> they can't lose that game. They can, but I hope they don't. I they, mean, they should, right? They always beat the Twins. They yeah. have always. I'm surprised the Minnesota's twins. coming even to town. Yeah, they really the travel costs. Really, no point. That's ancient history. They they used to always beat the Twins matter. in the postseason. Well, they just always yeah, beat I mean, up on them. It yeah, they got matter. Sevy throwing tomorrow. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, this this would be Stop. one of the worst losses. Stop. Would you fire Joe Girardi if they lost this game? <laughs> oh, I'd have to have a long think about it. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I, see if he could withstand that type of defeat. Severino, the most uh, starts with one or less runs allowed. You see Severino the last time he faced the Twins? Whap, whap, whap. Yep. Thank you for reminding me. Judge all those home runs. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> be a rough ending to a great season. Yeah, I, 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 magical I, I, season. I would think Girardi would have to resign, like uh, Terry Collins. Yes. Yeah. All rise. <laughs> oh, okay. You got it terrible. Thank you, Bogish. Uh, let's go to Allen in South Carolina. Who's next up on CBS Sports Radio? What's up, Allen? Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, man. Hey, listen, I just wanted to call in and talk about Deshaun Watson for just a second. Uh, you know, we, I'm a Clemson fan, live in South Carolina, so I've gotten to see him play uh, several times when he was in college. And, you know, I'm not surprised. Sweeney said it over and over. He was the number one guy. Um, we knew it. Uh, the minute he stepped on campus, you know, we could feel that that, that was a different atmosphere and that uh, if we were going to win a national championship, he was going to be the one to do it. And, you know, it, it happened. So uh, I'm not surprised by what he's doing, and uh, I think he'll continue his success. And uh, Alan, was it a, was it a Kelly? Uh, who was the other? It was Chad Kelly was there, and there was another guy before uh, they gave the reins of that offense to Deshaun Watson. There was one other uh, young quarterback. I th- believe he had won the job, and he was splitting time with 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 Watson. Yeah, and I can't recall his name either. Yeah. Uh, Stoffer or something. I, I can't. You. Yeah, I hear you, but uh, he didn't come in. And, and thanks for the call, Alan. He didn't come in and, and outright win it. Uh, there at the beginning of his Clemson career. But it, I think it was maybe the second or third game when they just, hey, this is yours, and, and he took off, and the team took off. And one of the reasons that I really thought Deshaun Watson was going to be good right away was I thought he was going to get the opportunity because he was drafted by a team that's mm-hmm. been searching for a quarterback, and they didn't really have a solution there. And it kind of did happen right away. It was the third quarter of week one. And also, it wasn't one year that he looked great against Alabama. Yes, he did win one of the two championship games against him, but both years he was phenomenal against college football's best defense, just tore him up on the biggest stage. If if that isn't the best way to get ready for the NFL, then I don't know what is, and he's doing exactly that. And, And to see him be this confident this early, some of the throws he was making, I mean, maybe you would say, all right, a little bit willy-nilly with the football, but still, I mean, you see a lot of guys who are in the league early that are that are standing in the pocket. They're scared to make a throw. They don't trust themselves. And yesterday, he's just, boom, boom. <laughs> just the second he sees something, just, boom. boom it, yeah. it, was, it really was a remarkable Hitting performance. guys in stride, throwing the back shoulder, any type of pass you needed him to complete, he was able to do that. And that wide receiver room, nothing but smiles. Uh, in there, so you're happy about this when you digest it, and then you hope he can continue. I don't think you really have to hope. You know about you know by now the way this guy goes about his gig. Uh, it means something to him. He prepares well, and and as I said earlier, he'll probably still make some rookie mistakes because in this league they they dissect what you dissect what you do well, and they try to take that away and force you to do something else well. And with his athleticism and the way he can use his legs, good luck. I really feel bad for your buddy Anthony Lynn, and I, think I do too, man. Because Damn. it's just, and you see some of his press conferences. I mean, one week he goes, "We're not the same old Chargers," then he comes back and he's like, "People want to see say same old Chargers." So I guess you're right because <laughs> they just and and some of the heartbreaking losses that they've they're had. all been what about two or three or less. I yeah. mean, it's amazing. And then, and then they have situations where they're playing at home, and the seats that are in that venue are taken over by the visiting team it's just a really it's one of the most negative spots that the NFL has had in a while because you've got a team that's 0-4 you've got them playing in a stadium that everybody thinks is a joke 
there's no fans that are coming up from San Diego, very few, that is, that are coming up from San Diego. They're not building a fan base in a city that, of course, has a lot to do other than football and another NFL team in there. It's just people are making jokes about it. It's just a really, really tough spot. And and for the people that are working hard there and trying to turn that thing around, I actually I know they don't want people to feel sorry for them, uh, but I kind of do. First game versus the Broncos, they lost by three. Remember, Young Way missed a field goal in that one. The second game versus the Dolphins at home, they lose by two. Another missed field goal by Young Way. And and the Chiefs beat them by 14. And yesterday they lose by two in that ball game. So it's it's been, uh, uh, you know, inauspicious beginning for the Chargers. And, and not to mention the the home crowd or lack thereof, more Phillies fans than there were. And it, the opposing team has more fans than Chargers, which you should expect. This team, the, the, the fan base, the fans in that area, the Chargers, while they are aware of them, but that's not their team. And then and, and the league should have saw this coming. The Chargers should have seen this coming. This is not your team. You have to win to bring those fans in, to win over some new hearts. And they're not winning right now. They have to come here to take on the Giants next. Both 0 and 4, so someone will eventually get a W uh, out of that. Those two, uh, un, uh, you know, teams that haven't won yet. But yeah, I feel sorry for Anthony, but you just got to keep on trugging, man. And 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 he he will do that, and his team will have to do that because all they have to look at is, hey, we're so close, we're so close. Other than that Kansas City game, losing by two score, you're close, you're right there. Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in their defense. I thought it'd be a yep. little bit better than it has been, but uh, they're not far off. But unfortunately, they've dug themselves such a big hole that you can't even think about the postseason. Huh? Playoffs? Right. What? I was Ben McAdoo almost did that yesterday with the Giants, and we'll yeah. get to them later, but he did. We, we got to win a damn game. Yeah, just need a win. All right, coming up next, a team that all they do is win, Clemson, at it again in a big situation. We're coming right back. This is L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Land, and you're listening to G.O. and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Just another mention of what's going on. It's going to be really tough to do the show and transition back and forth and just know that we know how ridiculous it sounds to go from something as serious as what's going on in Las Vegas to what happened in the weekend in sports. But um, that's what we're going to do today. There's a lot of people with a lot more information that are covering this in a news fashion that will do a lot better job with it than than us. But uh, just to mention again, the number of fatalities has now risen. Reports that 50-plus dead, which is making it now on pace to be the largest mass shooting as far as casualties go, in the history of the country. There is a suspect identified. I don't love tossing that name out there. If you're interested, you can go ahead and and look that information up. But the suspect is dead. They're looking for a companion of that person right now. Of course, there's plenty of coverage across the country. But you know, when we saw 20 at the start of the show, when I got my car this morning and put on WCBS in, in New York, 880, you heard two. Two was the number I heard. And then I get to work, and up on the TV, you see 20-plus. And just now, in this break, we see 50-plus. And that was one of the things I said in the open. I hope that number doesn't continue to rise, and that's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah, just just heartbreaking, terrible. And uh, I'm 
a lot of compunction to even walk out of the studio and see what's on the you know, on the television out there. Of course, in here we have just sports. So uh, every time we go out there, there's a there's a, a change in in that number of fatalities, and it's just so saddening and maddening at the same time. All right, it's time to talk some college football from Saturday. And Clemson right now is, for my money and a lot of people's money, the best team in college football. And I know that there's going to be Alabama people that are going to argue otherwise. And sure, I understand that. And we're not really going to know unless they face each other again in a national championship. But what they've done against ranked teams so far this year the fact mm-hmm. that they are a defending national champion. And when you look at their schedule, even though we saw them struggle last year with teams like NC State and they lost to Pitt and all of that. But when you look at the schedule the rest of the way, I mean, their their odds are in their favor to yeah. run the table. And, and, and the Virginia Tech defense and Bud Foster and what they're building there and how well that Virginia Tech team plays uh, under uh, Justin Fuente, I mean, they just destroyed them. They picked them apart. And Kelly Bryant, who some questions arose after his previous performance about you know whether or not we were anointing him a little bit too quickly, well, guess what? He came back out and was phenomenal in that game. Uh, you, you can't say enough good things about Clemson on both sides of the ball and that defense. I mean, it's every week it's almost getting boring to talk about how good they are. They are exceptional. They dominate those opponents who are in the in the uh, ranks of the ranks uh, ranked, and and that's what they did again the other night. Vitek uh, got as close as ten three, and, and then that was it. It was another dominating performance. You going into that game, that defense had played its best versus those teams that were ranked. Auburn, Louisville, 16 or 17 sacks they amassed in those matchups. So they were up to their old tricks versus Vitek and Kelly Bryant. We talked about Deshaun Watson. You had Todd Boyd, then you have Deshaun Watson. Now you have Kelly Bryant, and uh, he's still a work in progress. But what the work he's done thus far, you can't uh, be anything but uh, just – amazed at how this guy can run that offense, the way he uses his legs, and, and he's been able to find receivers like he did the wheel route the other night. I think it was Teaser. Uh, he, he found wide open who went about 60 on him. Uh, he has uh, really brought uh, really stability to that to that position. They didn't have to go guessing or, or hoping they could find a, a replacement for, for Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson himself has said that uh, this kid Bryant could possibly be better than he was uh, there at Clemson, which says a lot about his potential. Uh, but defensively, they're, they're they're the best in the in the game right now, if you ask me. And I agree with you. And I've had Clemson as the number one team the last couple of weeks. I've had Clemson, then Alabama, Oklahoma, and and Penn State. And Alabama's waxing foes like they have done in in years past. Oh, Miss, wow, sixty six points, and there were plays to be made. In that ball game, as there were in our in our ball game, thirty-one nothing whipping Georgia put on Tennessee. There were plays to be made. You had a, a chance at interception early in that old Miss Alabama game, right there on the goal line. The guy drops it, and uh, you had a pass right there, and, and, a, and a wide receiver's hands, and, and he can't haul it in. So, if you give these great teams, uh, you give them extra opportunities, you're going to get what you had the other night, which is a beatdown. And you mentioned the game that you guys had on on CBS. And Georgia right right now is one of my favorite teams in college football. They're just so fun to watch. They're so damn good. The Jake Fromm story is, is incredible, the way that he's playing. You know, both sides of the ball, they're just – they're just great. And I always, 
Now, when I was younger, I, I loved, because I always loved Bulldogs, even before I, I owned a Bulldog. So, like, I and I know there's more than one school that has the Bulldog mascot, but I always... You don't love Mississippi State, man? Uh, Come yeah, on. Yeah, I just, there was something about Uga <laughs> and Georgia and the G, like, because my name was a G. So, I, mm. I gravitated to them when I was a kid. I'm not a Georgia fan. You like that font. I don't, mm. Yeah, I just, I'm not a Georgia <laughs> fan, but there's always something about them when they're good. Georgetown Hoyas? No, no, no. No, no, no. Mm. no. I grew up a St. John's basketball fan. Fresno uh, State? No, no. No, no, no. There's just something about Georgia. I always, <laughs> when they're good, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and, and they are damn good right now. I don't know if they can beat Alabama good, uh, but we will looks find like that going, out. Yeah, yeah, looks like we're headed for that, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I still have a lot of belief in Auburn. Jared Stidham is, is getting his mojo in that offense. He's finding some rhythm. They have a damn good defense. They beat up on Mississippi State this last weekend, a week after Georgia did the same to the that version of the Bulldogs. So uh, I think Auburn will have something to say. You know, as far as Clemson, you mentioned the rest of their record. NC State uh, got past a little pesky. Uh, <laughs> whoa. <Yeah>. Pes- <laughs> Should I pesky. help? There it is. I don't know if I'm going to help you or not. Yeah, pesky Syracuse team. That was my upset of the week, Syracuse. You're killing me. Anyway, uh, and, and you, you look at the rest of their schedule. NC State, Florida State, I don't know what's happening with them. Oh. Nine tackles for loss in like the first quarter versus Wake the other day. I think they Wake ended up with nineteen tackles for loss. Nineteen. Wake Forest. Just think what Clemson's going to do oh, to that God. offensive line. There may be a hundred tackle for loss. Nineteen by Wake Forest. I don't want to sit here and deride Wake Forest, but you're supposed to be Florida State. What is up with your offensive line? And and so just amazing. That's what's left on the schedule. G Tech. They always give you problems with that triple option, and they're playing some pretty good defense. So, uh, But I, I'm more inclined to believe that uh, Clemson will not hit any bumps in the road until they get possibly to that uh, the, the championship game, the conference championship game. Excuse me. And even then, you know, I, I just they're, they're just too good. Now, you, you can't – because you look back at last year, you have a couple examples, as I mentioned, of teams that they should have just run over and did not. Boston so, College a week ago, but they yeah. immediately, they eventually separated from them. Right, but he had a loss in there last year, yeah. too, at home, yep. no less. So it is something to keep an eye on, but they're in a great position. A team that – you want to talk about what's going on with Florida State. Uh, LSU in Ooh. what could be the most embarrassing loss Ooh. you have seen in the SEC in some time. The, the question, G, after the loss at Mississippi State for LSU was, is there concern? Is this cause for concern? I said no because I thought everything could be fixed. They were pushed around in that ball game. There is cause for concern because Troy pushed them around too. <laughs> Troy. Troy. I mean, you, you got the head coach of Troy going, you know, we play some good football. <laughs> we just haven't seen that good football yet. And, and man, and, and, you know, this is it. This is the biggest win in our program. I mean, that's as embarrassing. You're down there for Troy to yep. walk in there, get paid a million dollars to beat LSU. I mean, Ed Orgeron, <laughs> you go from native favorite son to Ooh. how long are you going to be here? In about a minute and a half. And, and the AD. Yeah. Joe Oliva. Everyone God. involved. Right. What's going on? Yeah, you may have a, a young team. You lost a lot on your defense, but you got some of the, the, the most well-compensated uh, coordinators. Matt Canada coming over from Pittsburgh. And, and Dave Aranda, his second year there running that defense. And that's what you put on the field. Okay, you may not be able to handle the schemes, but you can handle hustle. You can handle toughness uh, as a player. Uh, and, can and run they, all over. Ran through them. Yes, I, I'm with you. I watched that. I was like, what? This is an LSU defense? 
This is the offense. They leave a lot to be desired as well. They act like they don't want to be there, and they over they they, they, they overlooked a Troy team that came there one to embarrass LSU, and that's exactly what they did. They embarrassed, took their money and took the W and their pride, and there's a and lot their of, gumbo and and everything and their crawfish and, and, and their etouffee. And Ed Orgeron's Molly and Percocet. <laughs> He's no. going to need something. Oh, you got to reprise that. You got to do it. got to do yeah. it. got to do it. So coming up next, you've got a tremendous, unique opportunity to talk to one of the great college football minds there is. It's Brian Jones. Open phones. 855-212-4CBS. We're coming right back on CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.